This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. It's a question everyone in sales wants the answer to. How do you keep your clients on the phone? Ironically, the key to having longer and more productive phone conversations is not selling at all. In this episode of Good Better Broker, we talk with Alex Baydoon, a former retail LO and one of the co-founders of House of Lending. Alex walks us through his company's strategy for executing phone calls that build relationships and business. Episode 29 of Good Better Broker is coming up. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. All right, welcome back to Good Better Broker. As we bring in Alex Baydoon, he is the co-founder and CEO of House of Lending based here in Metro Detroit. Alex, welcome to Good Better Broker. Appreciate you, Justin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you here, especially uh, in a market like this. You know, everybody's got to figure out what they're going to do to navigate these times. And you have a very specific approach, you and the team at House of Lending. And this is nice because part of your story is that you used to work in retail. You made the switch to wholesale about three and a half years ago. And a big part of that is relationships. And the relationships that you guys build at House of Lending uh, are evident with each conversation that you have with one of your clients. So tell our listeners, just for starters, what is your company's approach to growing in a market like this? Absolutely. Uh, After spending years on the retail side, uh, really one of the biggest things is it was easy being an order taker in a market where uh, rates were at 2 and 3%, right? And that, that's really what we were. I think, uh, I think anyone can sell a, uh, sell a reduction in rate from 5% to 1.99. There isn't really much skill set you need to have to do that. Um, so I think our focus when the market got worse and worse and worse is really taking that financial advisor approach, right? Uh, educating your clients uh, and your agents versus selling your clients, right? Slower conversations, more rapport building, uh, digging deep, really peeling back the layers on a client's financial situation versus before it was two, three minutes you had, you were in, you were out, application was taken. There was no real skill set there. And I always tell my people in a market like this, even though interest rates are challenging, uh, always remember 80% of Americans, 80% of Americans have consumer debt, right? Uh, 50% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, right? So regardless of where interest rates are at, um, there's always going to be a need for fixing cash flow problems, right? People need cash. People are in debt. Um, actually, one of my executive brokers, and I'll give him a shout out, his name is Al. Uh, he finds a lot of success in this market. And, and I asked him, I said, uh, how do you always stay consistently positive? He goes, Alex, out of all the phone calls that my borrowers get, I am the one person actually trying to give someone money, right? Um, think about how many people call your call your phone daily, right? Extended warranties, they try to sell you something, they try to pry some money out of your pocket. I am the one phone call trying to solve a cash flow problem, trying to give you money. And that stuck out to me. That stuck out to me. I'm like, that makes a ton of sense. Regardless of where rates are at, you are the one phone call 
that is trying to give someone money. So uh, that was the biggest takeaway for me. Uh, but yeah, I think outside of that, it's really just slowing down, taking that financial advisor approach, really educating your clients, uh, building rapport with your clients. Uh, there is layers and layers and layers to someone's financial situation. And in a market like this, taking a slower approach to that is really key. This had to be quite the transition for you because I know that on the retail side, it is not this way. You, you are taught to sell and hard sell. You know, for you, what, what has it been like now transitioning, as you said, into this much different role of, of truly being an advisor and educating your clients? So I think really the education piece, so one of the biggest challenges that brokers have is um, a speed to lead, right? A lot of brokers are in the lead by game. And these big retail giants, I mean, they invest tens of millions of dollars in technology to where uh, when a borrower submits an application for a refinance or a purchase, within a matter of a second, that retail giant is calling them and has them on the line. So that is a challenge for brokers, right? Because we don't have the tens of millions of dollars to invest in technology like that. So we're already behind the eight ball there. So I think the biggest thing for us is when we get these borrowers on the phone is uh, really explain, explaining the industry and how it works, Um you have the retail side of the business, you have the wholesale side of the business, right? So one thing I always like to do is educate my borrowers on when you go retail, right? You have these big retail giants and what do they have? They have overhead, they have marketing expenses, tens of millions of dollars. They have these big commercial buildings, these fancy CEOs they pay millions of dollars for. Well, guess who pays for that? You do. It's built into your interest rate. It's built into your closing costs, right? Uh, and this is where I transition to a house of lendings on the wholesale side of the mortgage business. We don't have that overhead. We don't have those Super Bowl commercials that cost tens of millions of dollars, right? And people can relate to that. People understand that. Uh, so when you just educate your borrowers on the difference between going retail and going wholesale, your average American can relate to that. People know Super Bowl ads cost a lot of money. Right. And when you put things in perspective like that, it's oh, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So here's why we are better. It's not just saying, hey, I have the best rates. I have the best costs. I'll undercut any deal. It's explaining the why behind it. Uh, so we found that that's been huge for us, uh, really educating our borrowers on why going wholesale, why going the brokerage route versus going retail. So that's I, huge I, for us. I honestly love that. You know, you're not just educating them on why they should work with you. You're educating them on why they should work with a broker versus a bank. And, and you and I both know that there are so many consumers out there that still have no idea what the differences are. And they are vast between going retail and going wholesale. Uh, this whole strategy that you have of, of educating and advising there's a story behind it, and it comes from a personal experience that you had with your own financial advisor. Tell us that story. Yes, yes. So um, just like any call that we, we, we take nowadays, most clients think they know what they, they need. And this is what I'm looking for. And they, they have this plan and they go into these conversations having this plan. Uh, I did the same thing. So years back, I walked into my financial advisor's office and uh, so in my mind, I was like, all right, I'm going to invest this money. Here's what I want done with it. Here's the return I want. And he just nodded his head and let me talk and let me talk and let me talk. And then he, I stopped talking. He goes, are you done? I said, yeah. And he just started educating me on how the stock market works and this and how money should be made and all this. And before you know it, after 45 minutes of him really peeling back the layers of my financial situation, 
I ended up walking out of that financials, uh, financial advisor's office with the complete opposite plan that I walked in with, right? And, and just a light bulb went on. And I was like, I need to implement this in my business. I was so used to that transactional mindset, quick conversations. Uh, so then when I transitioned into the broker side, um, I just took that financial advisor approach. Every phone call, I'm peeling back layers, I'm educating my borrowers. So it was really that. And that's what stood out to me is I thought I knew it all. I thought I had the plan, but I'm not a financial advisor. I don't work on that side of the business. Um, and then just through education and before you know it, I was like, that sounds like a plan. Sign me up. Right. So that's really where it came from. I love it. Yeah. The light bulb goes off the aha moment and that sets the stage for the entire way that you guys are now doing business. Uh, tell me, when you worked in retail, you know, what did you learn about some of the conversations that you were having with clients? Because you talked about rates and undercutting deals. You know, what did you kind of take away from those experiences as far as the things that you are not doing right now? Well, usually on the retail side of the business, when you're originating, you usually have really lofty goals. Um, so I found myself and just my peers as well, like cutting corners on conversations, right? When you have a goal of 50 loans to make a living for your family, you can't spend 30 minutes on a call getting to know someone, right? Um, I found that we were rushing the sale. It was very transactional. We're just trying to move to the next qualifying question to get one step closer to that sale. Um, and that was the biggest thing was it was just fast. It was quick. It was, I need your business now. And really not listening and digging deep with your borrowers. Um, that was the biggest thing working on the retail side, all the pressure, the fast money, you need to close the deal now versus truly, truly taking a step back, digging deep and just peeling back these layers on your client's financial situation and having quality conversations versus just trying to get that quick flip to the next client. And and that was the biggest thing for us. It was really just cutting the corners because of the pressure and the lofty goals we had on the retail side of the business that um, that obviously is just, it's not a long-term play. You mentioned quality conversations. Alex, to you, what is the definition of a quality conversation with a client? This one I'll keep simple for you. Um, quality conversation to me is a conversation uh, that is not made about sale, about the sale, about interest rates, about costs. If we are having a conversation that is not about what I can do for you as far as interest rates and closing costs, if we are having a conversation about educating you on how the industry works, current events, the economy, right? What is happening in today's market? These are quality conversations to me um, versus you want an interest rate? Here's what I got. Here's your closing costs. Here's the next step to do the application. I think for me, quality conversations are not focusing on the sale and focusing on rates and making it about price, but really focusing on the educational piece behind what your borrowers are trying to accomplish. And that's what makes you stand out, right? I mean, you want them to remember you. I remember when you and I uh, spoke as we were prepping for this, you said, even if you're not going to work with them right now at this point in time, if you execute what you just talked about, they're going to remember you so that when they do have a need, they're going to come back to you. Absolutely. I think what we always forget is any client that gives you any time of day, 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, whatever it is, uh, one is free advertising for your business, right? And just because you didn't gain commitment there, 
Um, you never know what the client's going to need in the future, right? The average American does, I believe, about 10 to 12 transactions in their lifetime through their mortgage, right? So if we don't, if, if we don't lock in on a deal now, but I do things the right way and I educate you and I build that trust with you, right? Who knows what the future holds? So for me, just getting out of that transactional mindset, treating every borrower like their family and really, really digging deep on uh, the education piece behind what they're trying to do. What have you found about what consumers want, especially today? You know, and, and you and I also discussed this, you know, that, that you have found a lot of people when it comes to, you know, being sold, like you said, how many times a day are you getting blown up on your cell by somebody trying to sell you something? What are you kind of finding about consumers and their habits today uh, as far as the way that you, you want to deal with them from a sales standpoint? I think, you know, number one, with the market and where it's at today, you have you know, a, a consumer fills out a refinance or purchase application, they're probably getting called by 10, 15 different people, right? And it's all about the sale. It's like, hey, Justin, this is Alex reaching out to you. What are you looking to do? What are you looking to accomplish? I can do this for that. I can do that for you. I think for us, clients want that financial advisor approach, right? Who doesn't want a free financial advisor to talk to, to talk about the market, to talk about where the direction of our, of our economy is going, right? To talk about their finances on a deeper level versus I see you're looking to refinance. Here's your rate. Here's your cost. Here's your payment, right? Um, what do you have in retirement, right? How much debt do you have? Do you have money set aside for your, for your kids, right? Really just asking these questions. Uh, I found that has, it's gone a long way with our clients, that financial advisor approach where you're educating your borrower on how things are really current events right now is really the difference. All right. So let's get into the nuts and bolts of it here, because, you know, the whole key for you guys is not just, you know, getting a client on the phone or a prospective client on the phone, but keeping them on the phone so you can have those quality conversations that last, you know, not 30 seconds to one minute, but as you said, five, seven, even 10 minutes long. So Alex, walk us through the approach that you have to the beginning of a call, because as anybody in sales knows, the beginning of the call sets the tone for everything. First impressions, everything, right? And I think the biggest thing that, uh, and this goes back to me saying, you have to adapt, you have to be willing to try new things in this market. We are no longer in a market where I get someone on the phone and within the first three minutes, I'm talking about interest rate and a client's moving forward. Uh, so I have a three-step process. You have your intro, you have your credibility piece, right? There needs to be trust there. And then there needs to be a value piece. What can I provide you? So like, I'll give you an example, my intro, right? So if you're looking to refinance, it'd be like, hey, Justin, this is Alex. Uh, I received your request to refinance on 123 Main Street and I'll pause, right? That's your opening line. Now, before we get into anything, I kind of just want to make you aware of who we are. Now, the credibility piece is huge, uh, especially for us partnered with UWM right? Everyone knows United Wholesale Mortgage. I use that to my advantage, right? There's credibility there. There's, there's not a lot of people that know who House of Lending is. And we're going to get to that point where hopefully we're mainstream and all, all of America knows who House of Lending is. But my credibility piece is, you know, hey, Justin, this is Alex with House of Lending. Uh, we're actually one of the largest wholesale uh, brokerages in the country. We're partnered with U United Wholesale Mortgage, which is also the largest uh, wholesale brokerage in the uh, mortgage lender in the country. Uh, I'm sure you're aware of them, correct? And I'll pause. And 98% of people, yeah, I know United Wholesale Mortgage. Usually it's, I know Matt Ishbut, right? Like, <laughs> so, and, and there's credibility there, right? So that is huge because what that does is this is a game of inches. 
And what that does is it lowers that guard down a little bit and it buys me 30 more seconds. It buys me 60 more seconds. It buys me three more minutes. I'm not thinking about the application. My whole goal, the second you say hello to me, is to keep you on the phone for 30 seconds. Hmm. Once I hit that intro piece, now I'm talking to you about my credibility piece. And there's trust there. People know who United Wholesale Mortgage is, right? So when I tie House of Lending to United Wholesale, there's a trust factor there. So it kind of lowers that, that guard down that most people have when you're cold calling them or you're reaching out to them to sell them something. They have their guard up. So really touching on that credibility piece lowers that guard down a little bit, buys you one more minute on that phone call. Now we transition into the value piece, right? And the value piece is simple. We just talked about this earlier. It's explaining retail wholesale. Now, here's what this means to you, Justin. Here's what House of Lending and United Wholesale Partnership means to you. When you apply for a mortgage, you get passed on to the retail channel. And as you know, Justin, you might not know this, you may maybe, but the retail side of the business has a lot of overhead has tens of millions of dollars in marketing. It has, you know, big fancy CEOs they pay millions of dollars to and tens of thousands of employees that they have to cater to. Well, here at House of Lending, we're about 30 employees uh, uh, in. We clean our own bathrooms. We clean our own floors, right? We're not paying millions of dollars and in, 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 in fancy salaries. And uh, we don't pay the tens of millions of dollars in marketing, which I hope one day we get there. I make a joke about it, right? So in return, because we don't have that overhead, we're able to pass these savings on to you, which means you're able to get, on average, eight to $9,000 lower, right? Usually lower in cost over the life of the loan, and in some cases, anywhere between a half a point to three quarters of a point lower in interest rate. Now, if you notice, I haven't asked what they're looking to do. I haven't talked about your goals. Is it a refinance? Is it a purchase? None of that. I'm making it conversational. I hit my opening line. I hit you with some credibility, right? There's credibility in United Wholesale uh, Mortgage. Use it. Everyone knows who they are. Tie yourself to that brand because we are partners. And then I transition into the value piece. Here's what this partnership means to you. This partnership can save you one, two, three, and here's the reason why. We, 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 make, we make that mistake where I can get you the best rate, I can get you the best cost, but we don't explain the why behind it. And once you explain the why and you really explain that overhead, your average American can relate to that. And from there, before you know it, which what should have been a 10, 20 second conversation is now a five, six, seven minute conversation. So my transition into the true sale that I'm trying to make and really dig deep on the goals is, 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 is much easier now that I have your attention and we've been speaking for five or six minutes. It's just the game of interest. You know what I really love about what you just explained? Uh, you know, the, th the whole three-step approach is great, but I love the fact that you are also patient. Like you said, you are taking a breath because you know, I mean, you've been doing sales for a long time. So many people just come out guns a blazing and they just, you know, they lay it all on the table and it's way too fast. And what's that going to do for the person on the other end of that call? It's going to overwhelm them. Absolutely. So maybe if you're advising people listening to this, you know, who are newer to sales than you, um, is that a big part of it? Just, you know, kind of slowing things down on a call and, and not being afraid to take a pause from time to time? I think that's, that's the biggest thing is, taking a step back and the biggest advice I would give is get out of that transactional mindset. You don't wanna be sold something. Your <laughs> clients don't want to feel like they're being sold either. Especially in a competitive market where 
not a lot of people are looking for refinances, right? So that that market has shrunk. Uh, my philosophy is, listen, if I know they're going to get 10 phone calls, I know what nine, of ten, nine out of 10 of those brokers are going to say on the phone. And I'm the one guy that is on the complete opposite end of that room. I'm taking a complete opposite approach to the intro call. And I feel like that's what it is, is taking that step back approach. Because what that step back approach will do with patience is it will extend your conversation. I hear this all the time. I keep getting hung up on. I can't keep a borrower on the line 10, 20, 30 seconds. The reason you can't keep a borrower on the line because you're trying to make a sale within the first two minutes of that conversation. Right. So when you take a step back, you don't make it about the sale. You provide credibility. Right. You need trust. They have to trust you to extend that conversation forward, provide value and truly explaining why you are better and not just saying, you know, send me a loan estimate. I'll undercut any deal. Right. That's that used car salesman approach, really explaining why you're better. Right. Um, I feel like, yeah, that, that that's really key is, is, is just being patient with that. And all that does is it might not gain commitment. It might not get you that sale. But it almost guarantees you have a seven, eight, nine, ten minute conversation. Now that's part two of that phone call. And all it does is just extend the conversations forward. And that's all that's all you can ask for. In my opinion, that is the win. In this market, if you can keep a borrower on the line for five minutes or greater, you're halfway home at that point. So I think our listeners would also be very interested to know, Alex, that uh, your company, and I was even surprised when I learned this initially, uh, is also doing quite a bit of lead generation right now. And, and you know, in a market like this, that is a, a somewhat risky play. So, so how does this approach of advising and relationship building help in regards to that? That's a great question. So yeah, I would say a little bit over 50% of our business right now is still lead by. Okay. Um, one advice I'd get, there's a difference between being on a call or being in a call, right? And just think about anything you do. Like, you know, I'll be having a conversation with my girlfriend and if I don't put my phone aside and give her my undivided attention, right? Am I in this conversation or am I really on this conversation? It works the same way when you're on a call. You're either in a call or you're on a call. So if you're on a call and you and I are talking and I'm, I'm texting or I'm, I'm sending an email or I'm on instant message or I'm putting you on mute and I'm talking to my buddy about what we're having for lunch, uh, that's being on a call, right? You really have to be in a call, right? Everything, flip your phone upside down, your their undivided attention. So I think the biggest thing is really being in a call. Uh, it makes the conversations that you're having more conversational and not about the sale, uh, more about advising versus selling. Uh, and that educational approach, man, it just, it just builds trust. It builds trust uh, so clients don't feel like they're being sold. Uh, and that's why I said, uh, you know, being in a call versus being on a call is the difference is when you're in a call, you have that patience, you have that financial advisor approach, you're really peeling back the layers of that versus being on a call where you're in and out of the conversation a little bit. And the only thing you have on your mind at that point is how do I just drive this to closing? Right. Versus being in a call where you're taking a step back and you're just educating your borrower. So that's I think that's the biggest thing uh, with our lead by is we're seeing success with our three step approach. 
We're seeing success with our financial advisor approach, educating our borrowers, building credibility, showing them value, and really being in a call and giving them your undivided attention has really been the difference uh, why our brokers are still finding success in the lead buy game. And as I mentioned, over 50% of our business is still through the lead by game right now. It's a noble way to do business and and certainly you guys are experiencing a lot of success on pace for over 200 million in volume this year. So to you and the team at House of Lending, keep up the great work. Alex Baydoon, co-founder and CEO from House of Lending. Thanks so much for joining us. Really enjoyed it. Absolutely. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.